Yo, 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 it's your girl Mila K here with a quick flow. Welcome back, y'all. Uh, it's season two. Got some new podcasts for you. What it do? Go ahead and sit back, chill with your crew. Take a load off, kick your feet up, keep it true. Take a deep breath, fuck that, take plenty. Sip your teacups and take shots of your henny. I gotta thank all y'all for rocking with me steady. So let's get it cracking, motherfuckers. Is you ready? Yo, grab your tea or your Hennessy. Sit back, listen to some dope beats. My name is Mila. Welcome to Confessions of a Trap Yogi. I confess. I love music. I confess. I love love. I confess. I have moments that I doubt myself. I confess. Life as a yogi. It's dope as hell. Hey friends, welcome back. Whether you're new or you're old, I am so happy that you press play today. And I'm on 10, 10, 10, 10. It is season two. I know I deserve a round of applause and you deserve a round of applause because we made it back from summertime shy and we are here for season two. If this is your first time to the podcast, welcome. You can find out more about who I is on my website, www.milakmarshall.com. And you also can check me on my social media pages, at KelsTheYogi, at K-E-L-S-T-H-E-Y-O-G-I. Now that we have all of the formalities out of the way, you know who I am, you know how to get in contact with me. Um, We're going to start the show off with love notes. These are messages to my friends, family members, and followers, spreading a little bit of love, saying thank you to them. And then we move into my confessions, how I really feel about some shit, what's on my mind, what am I really going through. And then moving towards the question of the day, you know, the meat of the conversation, what y'all are really, really here for um, to get my perspective on some things. And then we end with our musical mantra, as always. So this show should be really, really yummy for you all. If you have been reaching for some soul feeling conversations about um, what the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> Because that's the question of the day, and I hear it a lot. But we're going to start off with love notes. When is the last time you heard the three words, I love you? Just because we don't say it doesn't mean that we don't feel it. And those three little words can be expressed in so many different ways. But to understand love, you have to cultivate it in your own life. And you also have to practice sharing it as often as you possibly can. I'm going to start off by saying I love you to my mother, my uncle Melvin, my aunt Marcine, and to my cousins on the Riley side and the pool side. Within weeks of each other, my dear aunt Evelyn and my uncle Poppy passed away. And even though we're grieving, we are going to celebrate their lives with our whole hearts. And I want each and every one of my family members to know, no matter where you are, near or far, 
You're always in my heart. I love each of you dearly. I also have to say I love you to Paul. Hey, Paul. Thank you so much for being such an amazing person. Thank you for making me smile and for sharing your time with me, your good company. It's just been really great having somebody around that can get me to giggle a little. So we'll see how many more smiles you can get out of me, especially with so much going on. I really appreciate your company and the lightness of your spirit. So sending all of my love to you. Thank you so very much. And I also have to send a lot of love to my friends. We're going to start with Victoria, April, Megan, Michonne, my homeboy Nate down in ATL, Oski Woski. Y'all are the truth. If you all have really good friends in your lives, make sure that you let them know how much you mean to them as often as possible. Life is so short. Take the time to pick up the phone, call them, leave them a message. If you have an iPhone, tap that little button and give them your voice. Tell them how much you love them, how much you're thinking about them, and do that as often as you possibly can. Our friends are like family, and it doesn't matter where we are in life. We always can reach out and let somebody know that they're they're in our hearts and on our minds. So to all of my friends that I just named, and really all of my friends, I love y'all. I wouldn't be sane without each and every one of you. Thank you. And last but not least, to my home studio, Chi-Town Shakti, on the north side of Chicago, in the community of Edgewater. Thank you so much for being a place where I can grow. We had our level two teacher training and some of the other instructors went to Colorado for more training. I'm just surrounded by people who love to learn and deepen their practice so that we can be better people as well as better instructors. So sending all of my love to each and every one of you. And if nobody has told you I love you today, guess what? I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Confessions can be scary, but at the same time, necessary if we really want to find out are we who we say we are. Watch this. What follows from an attitude of truth will not fail us. Thomas Merton. I feel like I try my best to have an attitude of truth and to want to be truthful and honest with everyone and with myself. But I'll confess, it's really hard. <laughs> Sometimes I have been accused of telling too much information, which is different from not telling the truth. So I am working on that. My confession for today is I am not happy being a single mother. I feel like uh, a weight has been lifted off of my shoulders in saying that. A lot of people ask me, do you see yourself getting remarried? Do you like being single? Man, hell no, I don't like being single. I do not like this shit at all. Maybe if I didn't have a family to take care of, I would be fine being solo dolo. 
However, being a single parent of three children is extremely exhausting in every sense of the word. I was never prepared to be a single parent. I am not very pleased with having to create special moments by myself, be here for the children by myself, doctor's appointments, graduations, report card pickups. It is endless and it feels really lonely. And I'll confess that I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if anybody really is going to want us. People seem to want me, but people don't necessarily ask me about my family. Nobody's ever inquired about what it is that I see for myself, including my children. Uh, there was somebody just today that asked me, what is it that I want out of life? I've never been asked that by anyone that's not you know, in a professional setting. And I was very grateful for that question. It was a very intimate question. And I was able to respond to it. But when that person asked me, am I happy? Like, yeah, I have joy in my heart. But yeah, this is way, way, way for the birds. I deeply respect my mom for being a single mother. But my grandmother was there. Granny was always there holding us down. And with me, for the most part, on the day-to-day, -day, it's just a party of four. And there are days that are really dramatic and hurtful. There are days where I'm not the best mom at all. I feel like if you're a parent, you know what I mean. We can try really hard to manage our emotions and manage our time and, and our self-care so that we can be the best parents ever, but shit be going to the left real quick. These kids be knocking us off our square and it might take a couple of moments for us to um, get hyped up but once we're there it's hard to come down and sometimes I wish I did have somebody to help me understand how to be better or look at things differently and if I'm really honest I don't need someone to do that I really probably should continue with my practice of being aware of the type of parent that I am and I know that I can raise these kids on my own, but I'll confess that I'm not happy that I have to do that. And I'm not happy sleeping in my bed by myself every night. You know, from spending years sleeping next to a body, even though it was a hurtful experience, you get used to another adult in the home. And with it just being me, I am totally outnumbered. But I also miss the opportunities for closeness and for romance and for shared moments and to make memories and to like have a family with somebody who's equally as invested in me as the children so I might I might I might be a little jealous maybe I am jealous and not in a bad oh, I don't know I'm mad that you have a man I'm mad that you have a partner kind of way, but in a longing sort of way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a, I don't have a face 
of my partner or anything. I don't know who this person is. And more recently, I've been seeing space open up for somebody to love me and to be in my life and to be in my children's lives. But it's scary. It is frightening. And I am hopeful that as I grow and meet people, I can conquer my fear of of people hurting me or people accessing my children and that I can enjoy the love and closeness that somebody has to offer. If you are like me and you have found yourself having to parent by yourself, it's okay to be unhappy about your situation. Those emotions are real. You may feel sadness. You may feel irritation. You may feel anger. It's important to acknowledge how you feel, but it's also important to acknowledge how your feelings change your behavior, change your energy. And I have been struggling with a bit of depression every now and then, just a taste of it. It seems to come back during certain moments when things get really hard and really heavy for me and um, I stop eating and I stop sleeping and you know I I feel really all over the place and even my practice doesn't seem to give me what I need I recognize that and I don't like the type of mom that I become when I get into that space so I am clinging to my practice of yoga and meditation so that I can stand 10 toes down right here, uh, learning how to love and forgive and be present and be compassionate, even though I haven't received my child support check for the children for the month, even though my rent is late, even though my car note hasn't been paid in months, even though they cut my food stamps, even though I can't afford to wash our clothes, even though... (sighs) There's an entire list of other things that I'm quite sure you can relate to. But even though I confess that I have these moments of frustration and fear and unhappiness, I still can carry joy and lightness if I choose. And you can too. It feels good to get that off of my chest. It makes me feel special. One of my favorite things to hear every day is people ask this one question. What the hell is wrong with people? I don't care if somebody walks in the street. What the hell is wrong with him? Or if somebody asks a question, what the hell? What the hell is wrong with you? If somebody wears an outfit, what the hell was they thinking? What was wrong with them? And then it's the real legit question of something's going on with you. What the hell is wrong? Have you ever had a friend that 
maybe just changed on you. It could be their attitude. It could be their time, how they're using their time. There's something off about them. And this offness can be perceived. You may feel it. You may begin to like have some uncomfortable sensations in your body. Like you just get fidgety and antsy and uncomfortable. Being close to this person isn't as calming and fun as it used to be. And we ask, what the hell is wrong? If you think about it, sometimes we don't even know what is wrong with ourselves. So when someone responds, ain't shit wrong with me, ain't nothing wrong with me, I'm good. That doesn't necessarily mean that everything is good. It just means for that moment, it is quite possible that the person themselves does not know really what is wrong. I mean, take, for example, somebody that appears to have all of their needs met, right? They look like they shouldn't have to complain about anything. And yet and still, there's something in them that's causing them to be angry or upset or emotional. And we're continuously asking, what's wrong with you? Or it's quite possible that someone you know, is going through something that is a part of a pattern or a habit. Uh, maybe they, uh, you know, returned to a person or let somebody back in their lives that you don't agree with. And you're like, what the hell is wrong with you? Don't you know what's going to happen? Why would you go over there? What the hell is wrong with you? We, uh, we, we seem to think that people make the best decisions always. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes we make really, really foolish decisions and we don't even understand why. I'm guilty of it. There are things that I know that I shouldn't do after I've done it before, but I still do it again. I have no clue why I cannot shake these types of habits. But what really is wrong? people? Could it be the fact that they don't know? Is that one of the biggest problems? Are we so distracted by everything in front of us that we can't even decipher and decode and deconstruct our own selves? The, the, the body, the entity, the organism that works in whole to keep you alive and functioning on this earth we know nothing about, I feel like that's kind of wrong. <laughs> I don't want to say wrong as in like there's a right way, but it's interesting that we're so outwardly focused that we can explain what's wrong with everything else and maybe even everyone else, but it's very hard for us to find out what's really wrong with us. Often, what's wrong with people is their egos. We tend to live our lives trying to avoid anything and everything that disrupts and or disturbs our perception of peace. 
And we're so easily dragged by life that the moment that we wake up, we can immediately fall into a space of being extremely ungrateful and highly agitated and irritated that anything that doesn't go in a way that favors us in that moment creates a huge crisis and an emotional response and then the rest of our day is moving through those types of thoughts and actions. So people might not be able to vocalize what's wrong from like deep into their deep from their hearts, but they can tell you, um, you know, something related to something tangible, like my car is fucked up. I hate my crib. I live too far. You know, they'll give you a list of things that somebody cut me off in traffic and people always, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, they'll give you something that has frustrated them, hurt them, irritated them, um, cost them time, cost them money, cost them their peace, so to speak. So, and other times what's wrong with people is that things have happened to them and they are a reflection of this version of themselves based upon that thing that happened. And these can be issues and incidents that happened decades ago and some minutes ago. So it's important that we understand that there's a lot that could be going on with people and we just so happen to see them in that moment. We don't know what other dramas and traumas ensued before we got to that person, but it, it can, you know, people are genuinely pretty stressed out nowadays and people are lashing out and people are acting out and people are being aggressive and people are being violent and people are you know, being uh, protective and being aware and being vigilant, you know, so there are good things and then there are not so good things, I guess, that are happening with, with people not being able to discern what's actually wrong with them. And for me, I feel like I can, I can pretty much put my finger on what's wrong with me. Um, I do, I do procrastinate and I have a tremendous amount of fear and anxiety that I struggle with. It is embarrassing. Um, I also know that I tend to use my mother's parenting style, <laughs> which wasn't very nice. I did not like getting whoopings. And my mama used a big belt too. She was a police officer. So them, she used the police officer belts for my ass and my legs and my arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I do not miss getting whoopings. Um, but yeah, a lot of times as, as people, we are not ready to deal with what really is wrong with us. And before, you know, you ask that question of someone else, um, try asking yourself what's wrong with you. Maybe write a list of the things that's wrong with you and see what the what those types of patterns of those things are. Is it typically, you know, something that uh, the, the wrongs that you feel, are they in the morning? Are the wrongs related to work? Are the wrongs 
you know, the things that make you feel really uncomfortable, do they come from home primarily? And the, the practice of awareness and reflection uh, can help you make some of these confessions about who you really are. Now, don't be afraid. I know, I know, friends. Nobody wants to find out that they're really an asshole or they're really triggered or they're really sensitive, you know, especially if you've been doing a lot of work to improve yourself and you feel as though, damn, I did that and now what? I'm still, you know, uh, this type of person and it's not working. It is working. I promise you it's working. Um, It's important to know how it is that you purposely invited that growth into your life because we have a tendency to allow our egos to say things so all I'm saying friends it is it's you know it it could be possible that you're telling yourself yeah I'm trying but you're really not trying you make excuses for trying and that becomes accepted as doing you feel me so the effort in doing it was enough even though the action to do it didn't happen so when we put forth those many targeted efforts even though they didn't move through and come to fruition we count it as it does and our attempts become placeholders for the actual work that we need to do so that's the danger in not knowing Like, have you really tried? Because if you have not, that's okay as well. Now you're here, and now you get to make a choice in how you move forward. You get to make a choice of being aware of the things that bother you and disturb you. And maybe you stay there for a little while. You stay there in your truth. You stand in your truth. You confess to yourself what is your reality of who you are, of what upsets you, of what is actually wrong with you, and be able to say it or write it or talk about it with someone so that you can begin to identify ways and patterns that you can implement to get to where it is that you want and need to be. And where do you want and need to be, friends? I have a feeling that if you're like me, then what you want is unshakable peace and freedom from the emotional drags of life. And what you need is to never forget that you're worth that effort. If music is soothing to the soul, then a mantra must set it on fire. Yes, honey, we made it. This is the end of episode one, season two. Thank you so much for checking with me. And of course, I can't let you leave without our musical mantra. I want everybody to go out and live your absolute best life. We often think that things always have to go our way and that we're born and things aren't going to be unfavorable. But even in those unfavorable and uncomfortable and unwanted moments, you still can move some shit out the way 
and win. Always, never forget I'm your host, Kels the Yogi. This has been Confessions of a Trap Yogi, and I'll check you all later. Peace.